0: Before I begin the episode, allow me to inform you on three ways you can support the In The Works podcast that are no cost added. The first way is to like, subscribe, and comment. This tells the algorithm that you, the listener, are engaged, which in turn will boost our exposure. The second way is also part of the first, commenting on YouTube. Personally, I like comments. I'm curious to see what you guys are thinking about while listening, and it's the only current way I receive feedback and communication. Let me know the things you would like to see in the future or the questions you will have. This allows me to better tailor the future podcasts to you, the listener. The last way is through your regular Amazon purchases through an in-the-works affiliate link. Simply click on the Amazon affiliate link in the description on YouTube, and this will bring you to Amazon. Search and order the item or items that you were going to buy anyway. Amazon gives us a small percentage of the cost as commission. Again, this will be no added cost to you. If you are already purchasing something through Amazon, just go through the link and a small percentage will be kicked over to us. This will help us with any platform fees, software costs, growth, and allow for more time to be put into the podcast. Thank you for listening and thank you for supporting. And without further delay, enjoy this episode of In The Works. In The
1: Works. I like that. <laughs> I have to open it again. Okay. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It's the courage to continue that counts. Winston and Churchill.
0: Oh, Winston Churchill. Nice. Yep. Uh, where'd you find that?
1: Um, I actually found it like a couple years ago when I was doing, um, I had to do social media posts for mm-hmm. the National Guard. I was like, that one's cool. That hits hard. Just
0: scrolling through, just trying to find something. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm like, I'm getting paid for this, but I still want to make it good. So, I was like, okay, cool.
0: So, what does that mean to you?
1: Mm, like, always keep going, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to let, like, the bad things just get you down. Gotcha. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, guys. Uh, we're back with In the Works, and <laughs> this is the first woman we've had on the podcast. Wait, really? Yes. What? Yeah. We've only had, like, like six or seven guests, and... All of them men. So <laughs> it's the wow. first time having a female guest. So you're so the first So I'm diversifying one. you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is?
1: Shaylin Sullivan.
0: Okay. Who are you, Shay?
1: I'm a female.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: um, I'm in the National Guard. I've been homeschooled. I'm a Christian. Just living life right now. Yep. How old are you? In college, nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. Gotcha. Sometimes I forget that. I don't. I don't like to think about it.
0: And where are you from?
1: Here, Kansas City, Kansas nice. City, Missouri. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
0: okay, so just to get some context and really a good amount of meat you of know, this conversation, mm-hmm. uh, tell me about your upbringing, kind of your childhood, and you could start wherever. Like, what kind of kid were you? You know,
1: what kind of kid was I? Yeah. Uh. Well, I had a lisp. Yeah. <laughs> so- <laughs> That's the first thing you I think of. You were that kind of kid? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was really slow. I don't know how much that's changed. Not too much. Well, I don't hear lisp, so. Yeah. I So I got put in speech therapy in preschool. Did it work? And then it did work and my mom cried about it she'll tell me that to this day she's like yeah when it started working i started crying because i just wanted to hear you say oh the, the city sad and the dotty. I'm like, No, <laughs> i think i'm good
0: was it really that bad
1: it was that bad <laughs> yeah. I, like we have recordings it's kind of funny nice it's nice. very entertaining i was that little bright blonde kid
0: yeah yeah so obviously you mentioned just now and i know i'm gonna ask you about mm-hmm um you were homeschooled um yeah so when did that kind of start for you
1: so i was in like public preschool that's when i did the speech therapy and then i went to public school elementary for kindergarten and first grade and then my mom decided to pull me out she actually got her degree in early childhood education oh and then she was working in the school And, like, that's part of why she realized she really didn't want us involved in it.
0: Because she saw (laughs) what's... Not too
1: much. Yeah, because she realized, like, she spent four years on the degree and then, like, learning how to make lesson plans and work with different kids and, like, meet their needs and everything. And then that's just not really how it went. And she was like, this doesn't make sense. Like, why would I... Why would I want to put my kids in that, you know? And then, apparently, I was getting bullied. I don't really remember getting bullied, but she said that was (laughs) happening. And I was like, okay. Because the only memory I have is like eating my vegetables and then being embarrassed and hiding from the other kids.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But the story my mom tells me now is that like, oh, they were bullying you because you were eating your vegetables. I'm like, I don't.
0: Did you eat nothing else, that. or was it just?
1: No, I just remember. I just have this very vivid memory of me being in public elementary school, Southeast Elementary. And oh, you then, went to Southeast. <laughs> yeah. I oh went to no Southeast. way. Okay. Yeah, I had Mrs. Goorley. She nice. was great. But yeah, I'll be like in the cafeteria and get my Brussels sprouts and then I like sit at the table with no one else around because I'm like, I can't let these kids see me eating Eating my Brussels sprouts, especially since (laughs) I had a crush on this little boy, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah. he
0: didn't like your vegetable eating? Yeah,
1: I don't think he did. Or his girlfriend that I was like (laughs) really jealous of. (laughs)
0: Man, drama from the start. I know,
1: that's what I'm saying. I tell people that and they're like, wow, okay. (laughs) I don't
0: remember that much drama that young.
1: I do. And then I'm like, no wonder she pulled me out. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So it was uh, by that time when she pulled you out, was it just you? Because I know you got a big family. So was it just you at the time or was your younger sister? um, She
1: was pregnant with my second
0: sister. Second sister. Gotcha. So
1: me and then there's Kaylee. And then she was pregnant with Taylor.
0: Gotcha. And so, yeah. uh, was Kaylee in school at the time as well?
1: No, she was, she was like three years younger, so she was just, you
0: know, floating okay. around. I don't know. So so bullying was kind of the main determinant of like. That and couple. just
1: like the way that she found out the education system worked. Just, like it was she couldn't like, like, be oh, really involved. And then it didn't get to be. She liked the child specific stuff. Okay. Like she wanted our education to be focused on us, not just like the curriculum that the school whole school has to do to meet certain quota and everything.
0: Gotcha. All right. Yeah. And so, how did that kind of go? The beginning of it. Do you remember at all? Like, did you set up desks <laughs> in the living room? What you know, were have- were you in the same place that you guys are now? Was it the same no, house? No. So, it was
1: at our old house. Okay. Because we lived it our old house which is like right down the road it was like on a half acre or something almost an acre was it smaller that was fun yeah it was smaller that's why we had to move when she got pregnant with the twins but yeah i was there for until i was nine yeah we moved when i was nine gotcha the only thing i remember from homeschooling though was like sitting there doing my math on the computer (laughs) and then i don't know she must have other stuff happened, because, I mean, I learned my ABCs and everything. Well, like, just, I got here. I it's I'm just like, a big blank I'm space. I'm in college now, but, <laughs> yeah, like, memory-wise, like, I don't remember. Hmm. I don't remember anything except math. Okay. <laughs> and then she just did the other stuff, hung out at home. We went on field trips.
0: Nice. Yeah. What were those like?
1: They were fun.
0: Was yeah. it just, like, to the grocery store <laughs> and <laughs> maybe to I mean, a park? She,
1: she'd joke about this. She'd be like, okay, we're going to the grocery store, and then y'all are going to, like, calculate how many fruits equals what, and I'm like, okay.
0: Oh, that's pretty good. We'll
1: do that. Yeah. And then I went back and did my math on the computer, so,
0: it's so like it balanced out. Was a lot of the homeschooling at that kind of portion, was it on the computer, or was it, if you remember, of mm-hmm. course, was it only some of it was on the computer, and then the rest was her? Like, Was there a structure to your day that you remember, or was it just uh, math on the computer and field trips sometimes?
1: My mom's pretty sporadic, but she did have her her degree for early childhood education. So everything we did when we were younger, at least like basing it off of what she does with my younger siblings now. Cause mm-hmm. I'm guessing that's how she did it with me then, even though it's like a blank area yeah. in my mind. It's
0: probably, she's probably got I'm it like, locked down a little better now, yeah. but
1: <laughs> I like, uh, most of the stuff is like paper, like on paper, like textbook. Mm-hmm. So go to like curriculum fairs and get like these.
0: <laughs> the massive. The,
1: yeah, the massive thing over like writing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I remember my cursive book. cursive is a dying thing, but she's like, you're doing cursive. cursive? Not like the best. Like it's not like founding fathers kind of cute, but (laughs) it's cursive. I know how to write cursive. I can read it.
0: In about third grade, we, uh, we learned to do cursive, Mm -hmm. but here's the thing. It was only third grade. We learned to do cursive. So it was like for a period of time, it was just hammering cursive. We had to write essays in cursive and, you know, writing at that time for me was just like I don't want to do it. A paragraph (laughs) being four sentences, that's way too much, you know? So we have to write a page of cursive and oh my gosh, it fought tooth and nail, right? Did Mm -hmm. it and learned it. But at the same time, you know, we didn't do cursive at all afterward, but I still kind of wrote half cursive, half print. And so I kind of developed like a hybrid between.
1: A hybrid. Yeah. Yeah, Those are the cool ones. Like you can still read it, but it's got a little flair.
0: Yes and no, (laughs) (laughs) because it can be cool to look at. Maybe interesting to read, but then uh, sometimes it's just like, what is this? Like, I can't read this. I don't understand this here. (laughs) Yeah, and I even changed letters on purpose to not, like, my T's. I I do it completely different than cursive and different Mm. from print. The only reason people know it's a T is because of the context. So it's like... I want
1: to see that now. I'm, like, desperate. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) You didn't know how this works.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so that... So kind of, you said you didn't really up until about nine years old, you, you didn't really kind of catch what was going on too much. Yeah, right?
1: I don't really remember. And then I just know like middle school, since the elementary stuff was more my mom's like niche or whatever, mm-hmm. like that stuff was all paper. And then we got into like middle school, high school and started doing more like group things. Mm-hmm. So I had a friend that started homeschooling and she came over and did history with me and my sisters. And then at that point, most of my stuff was online. Okay. So okay. I was doing everything online, at least for the most part. And then just kind of online until I got to my, what was it? Sophomore year? Okay. Or no, my junior year. My junior year, I enrolled in college. Gotcha. Here.
0: So with with the online, how much of that was, was it just online curriculum? Like, Did she choose the curriculum or was it? um a program that they have for homeschoolers what sort of things what was that yes i know drew was talking about how he he would like have online professors and like lectures and such and work so
1: yeah i did there's this thing called monarch Mm -hmm. on online it was like one of the programs he was talking about yeah so yeah you just log in and then i had like four courses on there it was like a biology math and whatever else i was doing Mm -hmm. did those and then that was the bulk of my school and then i just had extracurriculars like my when i took violin
0: do you still play violin no (laughs) can you still play violin
1: i I haven't picked it up in like two years so that's actually a really good question every now and then i'll just be sitting there and i'm like i wonder if i can still play violin and then I'm like, do I want to try that right now? You should now? go do it, yeah. <laughs> like, I should, but I feel like it'd be really embarrassing. How
0: many years did you play violin for? Three. Three? Yeah. Okay. So you kind of got, like, a how to play the strings. I got the hang of it, yeah. but then I was like,
1: I didn't start this early enough to yeah. make anything out of it. Oh, uh, That's probably a bad mindset to have, but well, it was fun while it lasted.
0: Yeah, I guess there is, there is some truth to that, because I remember mm-hmm. seeing, like, somebody interviewing a bunch of, you know, orchestra individuals, like yeah. professional orchestra people all of them started before they were nine
1: yep exactly <laughs> some
0: of them as little as like three mm-hmm. and they were playing <laughs> so it's maybe to get to that level you would have had to start then True. but i know yeah. plenty of people who or have talked to i don't necessarily know them Uh talked to plenty of people who are decent at violin you know they can play yeah. for themselves and play some songs um and they enjoy it but they started yeah. later like middle school you know when at least that's yeah. When, that's where I was because I picked it up in middle school as mm-hmm. well, and I was afraid to practice in front of people.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had I a big that. family <laughs> in a
0: small house, you know. Yeah. you can attest, I guess. Yeah,
1: yeah, very much. And yeah. then it's like the whole, I'm like I'd be staying up, being an idol, playing mm-hmm. at like eleven. And then PM. your mom comes up. <laughs> yeah. It's just you're my grandpa yelling like, because my grandpa was with us. Yeah. So to hear him yelling from the other room, like, turn those strings off. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Like, I don't know. I could have done this earlier, but did I? No. no so I'm going to do it not. now.
0: <laughs> so how much time out of the day did you um, dedicate, I guess, to your schoolwork? And how much was other things?
1: Uh, my mom was really like, do it to completion kind of thing. So it just changed mm-hmm. by the day, you know, Okay. if I got it. If i got things done in like three hours i got it on three hours and then did whatever else i had to do focused on hobbies
2: mm-hmm. she
1: liked to she liked us to like find our niche find something we were into mm-hmm. and dedicate time to that so what after were you into uh i'm a bit i was really big on crafts and stuff mm-hmm. when i was younger like middle school I crocheted a lot. Oh, really? Can (laughs) you
0: still crochet pretty well? I
1: can still crochet. I just don't really do it as much. Gotcha. You You make
0: like socks, shirts,
1: hats. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, I've never made socks, but I've made like tops.
0: Weird. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people who do that and it's like, wow, you, (laughs) you like made this from yarn. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And how do you even, how do you even do that? But I guess there's, there's a whole process to it.
1: It's really uh, fun, though. It's entertaining. It's a good way to pass time, too.
0: I've done a scarf. Oh, that's Just so fun. a s- tube. <laughs> See, tube. I'll
1: only knit when it's a scarf. Yeah. I, n- I know how to knit, but, like, am I going to do it? No.
0: I almost learned. One of my <laughs> grandmothers was uh, going to teach me, and mm-hmm. I started to do the loops, and I even took home chopsticks, <laughs> or, or chopsticks, knitting needles knitting, <laughs> <laughs> and, same and yarn. Papers,
2: right? <laughs>
0: yeah. And I was, like, kind of doing it, and then I guess I just fell off of it that's that's a cool skill to have honestly, mm-hmm. to be able to make stuff like that,
1: yeah, it's pretty useful, yeah, I liked it
0: so I was kind of curious about uh, your family dynamic um mm-hmm. like oh, at when when you're in about middle school, I think is when you were saying like what was your family like at that point in time, like how big was it? Um,
1: heck, I don't even know if I remember yeah. <laughs> Probably, so we moved into the new house, which is when I was nine ish ten. Uh, My mom was pregnant with the twins. So, yeah, I have twin sisters. That's fun. They're they're a handful, but they're fun. They're cute. (laughs) So we had the twins. And then how many years? Like three years later, had another brother. And then my mom had a miscarriage. And then, well, I guess that would have been before the other kid lots of children. <laughs> yeah. Kids, kids, kids. Yeah. So what was And then we also fostered oh, my three cousins. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. That was the situation. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah so what was that all kind of like? I mean, mixed in homeschooling, mixed into just daily mm-hmm. life. What was What was that like? You wake up in the morning and is there just screaming right off the bat or is
1: <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest, like it was a lot of chaos, which is a lot for me because I like my peace. But
0: yeah, what like did your my privacy? What did your day kind of look like in that sense?
1: Mm, I just get up whenever I got up, and then if we we had like co ops sometimes, so mm-hmm. go do that. If I had to do that, and, and then that if was not, the co work.
0: Co ops were what you were talking about. Like this person teaches this, so you go over there, and yeah, okay. it's like
1: a block schedule. Yeah. And then different parents teach different things. <laughs>
0: so, And then when you were done, you were just like, yeah, I just whatever. work on things. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I started like looking into minimalism when I was in my teen years. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so I'd spend my time. <laughs> I'd go to my room, like get rid of things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what can we get rid of? And then now exactly. you have it. And then an And room. then my
1: mom would make fun of me for it. She's like, why are you getting rid of those things? I'm like, I don't want them there. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, why not? You got them.
0: So when did you start? doing that like your minimalism. Mm,
1: I think I was like 14 or 15, probably.
0: Oh, wow, that's yeah. pretty young to get into that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was just like I was overwhelmed by all the stuff and I'm like, why do I feel this way? <laughs> and then I and then I realized people like get rid of things. Like I don't mm-hmm. know how I didn't know that before, probably cuz my mom like she's not a hoarder, but
0: <laughs> I pack rat mentality. Yeah, like, it's like I don't know. You might wanna, need it. <laughs>
1: It's like the, uh, yeah, I might need it. Like, I could use this, so.
0: Yeah. Which I kind of get. Especially if you have that many children, you know, you might need it. (laughs) Getting rid of clothes is a (laughs) no-no, because.
1: It's like when you're living on one income, you want to be like.
0: Exactly, exactly.
1: Making do as much as you can. Yeah. But I was the opposite. I'm like, I don't want to just have things to have things.
0: Yeah. That's a good mentality to have. And to start that young with that, too. Because oftentimes, Mm -hmm. where where do you collect the most stuff you want to keep, you know? is you know in your younger years when you attach to everything even if it's stupid (laughs) so that's i have a whole box of stuff where it's like it's like that and i'm like oh man just can't just can't part with it just can't part Mm -hmm. with those things
1: yeah i have like one sentimental box Mm
0: -hmm. like this big oh that's a pretty small box too
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know except the only thing it's kind of been ruined because now i've got this like this big box of Mm -hmm. just army gear
0: oh yeah and And now that's like yeah
1: it's like I can't get rid of it. But <laughs> They're forcing me to keep it.
0: That's part of your part yeah, of your occupation. Part though. of what you sign on to. Yeah. So I'm kinda curious. Um Yeah, so being the oldest sister mm-hmm. in your family, what was that like? Especially when, you know, you were about fifteen is what you're mm-hmm. saying. And there are all those kids and you know, your mom's really busy, and your dad's really busy. Um, like how how was that? Being the um, eldest sister, what responsibilities did you have and what was expected of you?
1: I feel like it was definitely more, like, pressure than mm-hmm. I would have liked. But then again, I you know, I want to be helpful. So I try my best, but it it definitely got chaotic sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm like, oh, I have to babysit. <laughs> I don't want to babysit. I could be, like, doing arts and crafts right now or, like, <laughs> practicing. Yeah. But then... you know I just got over it
0: so you did a lot of (laughs) child wrangling
1: yeah and it kind of got crazy because my mom had my three cousins to look after too Mm -hmm. so when you throw that in the mix it's like everybody's just gonna have to sacrifice a little bit here and there to make do with everything and then you you just deal with it but I didn't always like it but at the end of the day it's like you know that's that's my family you know
0: you're just chilling with them. Do what you got to do. You mm-hmm. know, things you know of that it was
1: definitely chaos a lot of the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just like I'm gonna try to be, try to be grateful.
0: Did you have your <laughs> own room the whole time, or did you have to share?
1: When we got to the new house, so since I was like 10, have my own pla- own
0: had my own place. Had
1: my own place. No, <laughs> no that, like that's how I. Think I had about a bed it. to my
0: own. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's how I have to think about it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'm going to go <laughs> have some zen, Yeah, you know? <laughs>
0: Close the room, shut the door. Yeah, oh, that I've feeling. i got my
1: mood lighting in there. Like, my sister walked in the other day. She's like, oh, my gosh, Shay, you've got the big light on. Are you okay? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm That's
1: like, yeah, I just needed it on. And she's like, but you never turn it on. I'm like,
0: <laughs> Unless you're sad <laughs> or upset, I'm assuming. Yeah, I
1: think I was cleaning or something. And and like, wow. Lights on.
0: Yeah, yeah. the... The feeling of just the first time you walk into your room and it's like, this is my room and you can close the door. You're like, it's just this weird magic. (laughs) I would, I would close the door just to close the door. That sounds weird, but you know, (laughs) I could have it open. I don't care. I'm just
1: imagining you at home right now. Just like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs)
0: because then you just close the door and then I can go and read, you know? And, you know, I, I fought with my brother sometimes, but oftentimes we were, we would do our own things, you know, even yeah. if we were all in the same room. Um, but it was just so interesting to just look around and go, like, this is my space. I yeah, could definitely. set it up how I want, and it was really weird feeling. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah, I definitely like that.
0: So, what sort of things in that time period stood out to you, dude? Like, how did you how Ooh. did you look at the world at the time? What was how did I look at the world, yeah, or just what was going through your head? You know, what uh, what were you focused on?
1: We had like. A lot of deaths, you know, okay. throughout Oof, the shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> family
1: so members or friends or... Yeah, just dealing with a lot of mm-hmm. family issues yeah. was hard, but, you know, I dealt with it. And then
0: so that's what you were kind of dealing with the whole time? Was yeah. Was that your focus?
1: That, I mean, that's definitely one of the things that distracted my mom a lot, you know. There was a lot of pressure on her, a lot yeah. to deal with, which just made everything else like, more chaotic, but... Yeah. It was still, it was still good, like, I say those things, but it was still good, you know? We always had a roof over our head, and, like...
0: Yeah.
1: I got to, I got to learn, like, I got to enroll in college at 16, which, like, a lot of people don't get to do, so I'm, like, really thankful that I was homeschooled because of that, and yeah, just got through everything.
0: Yeah, so, like, how did you deal with those those things like all Mm, i guess that constant hang in the air i assume definitely
1: definitely like my faith Mm -hmm. and having family around
0: yeah yeah like a little tribe
1: (laughs) (laughs) did Did you guys have
0: friends outside of your family (laughs) (laughs) that sounds like that
1: was coming (laughs) i was gonna
0: ask it earlier but but yeah
1: yeah i had this i had a like kind of smaller friend group okay throughout high school other homeschoolers or yeah, they were. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I mean, friends are friends. I had one friend that I had, I met her in preschool, actually, like oh. public preschool. Okay. And we were friends for, you know, that whole time, and she was public schooled, and she's the one that I said, like, started homeschooling and mm-hmm. around middle school and did history with us. Gotcha. So, yeah. So, then then all my friends are homeschoolers.
0: <laughs> so, you got some socialization but biz- beyond your family then yeah I did. <laughs> okay yeah.
1: My, fr- yeah my friends are really helpful too. of yeah, carry me through we kind of distanced since then you know
0: that's one of those things that things will uh, change they talk about homeschoolers and their socialization <laughs> skills
1: <Yeah. laughs> I mean I don't I have a level of social awkwardness today <laughs> I hope it hasn't like <laughs> dripped into the rest of my life too much <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: so in that kind of time period, what mm-hmm. were some major wins and challenges that, of course, um, you're comfortable with talking about?
1: Mm-hmm. Ooh.
0: So things Even that were like really the, hard, like
1: the teenage years so.
0: Yeah, or yeah, of that that time frame, and what things were like. Yes, I did it. You mm-hmm. know? Or things you were proud of yourself with. So, one of each, or mm-hmm. whatever you want to speak about.
1: See, it's hard to think about these things because I feel like I just had like a mediocre high school experience.
0: Hey, that's okay. Like
1: it wasn't really, <laughs> it wasn't really too wild or anything. Yeah. It wasn't really, like, I mean, through the whole span, you know, anything horrible. that was,
0: I mean, you spoke about, there was a lot of death in your family. Mm-hmm. So that of course was challenging.
1: Yeah. Emotionally and spiritually, that stuff really mm-hmm. hit me. But then I have my church, you know, I have my family mm-hmm. and just like staying positive about things and knowing that like it's all going to be fine in the end. You know, and I guess that's a win too. Sticking to my faith really helped. Like Mm -hmm. going to going to scripture and like just listening to good music when things get bad. It's really yeah. I mean, it sounds simple, or maybe like too unbelievable. I don't know.
0: I mean, that makes sense. Music consoles a lot of individuals. Mm -hmm. So, is that where a lot of your music taste came from?
1: Probably. Yeah, I'm like, I can definitely like. I can turn on like a worship playlist and it just like puts me at peace, you know, mm-hmm. nowadays.
0: Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. It
1: really is. Yeah. Like I didn't, I don't know. It kind of made things easier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, what was the athletics like when you're homeschooled?
1: Oh, the athletics. I did cross country for like a semester or two. Mm-hmm.
0: How does <laughs> so that work? How does that work in homeschooling? I was well? on.
1: I was on a homeschool team. Oh, okay. They got actual. Yeah. Did they, they
0: compete with <laughs> against public schools at all or is it other homeschool teams?
1: To be honest, I don't even remember. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we were the homeschool team, but like, I don't, I don't even know who everybody else was. I just know it was there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My coach was really cool. It was coach Sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did all of our, our meetings, like our practices. Most of them are either at Line Creek, so mm-hmm. I know you've talked about before.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I live right next to. Yeah. 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 Not right next to, but I'm close enough. It's pretty. That. Yeah. It's
1: pretty fun to run. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of them were here at a Spurgeon College.
0: I haven't heard of that. No. Yeah.
1: So it's like the, it's like one of the, what is it? It's like a Baptist university or something mm-hmm. down by off of Vivian Road. Okay. Yeah, so they had this giant hill, and we'd run that every time. (laughs) I hated it. (laughs) It was miserable. Sounds like you had fun. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, sometimes we play soccer afterwards, so that was cool. I meddled on both the races we did, so it was neat, but it's not, I don't know. I didn't really stick to it after that. So
0: you weren't into a bunch of athletics or anything? Yeah, not really. Okay.
1: (laughs) Kind of mediocre in that area. It's whatever. I mean, yeah. I, I, I went through this phase where I was really into being flexible.
0: Oh, like, like stretching. I just wanted
1: to be a contortionist, to yeah. be honest.
0: I went through a yeah. similar thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then that kind of, I kind of dwindled off, you know?
0: Yeah. You're like, I'd rather just be very rigid and <laughs> non moving. Yeah.
1: That was, yeah. that was like a continuous pattern through my childhood or everything, is I'll find like hobbies. Mm -hmm. and i'll invest in it and like get super focused on for like a little bit of time until i feel like i got it down and then i'm like okay next thing never doing this again yeah (laughs) my mom's even told me she's like yeah you've done that your whole your whole life so
0: accomplish this move on accomplish this move on that's not a bad thing i'm
1: saying like i crocheted i played violin like Mm -hmm. i did cross country but like none of them were really uh stick with you thing. Gotcha. I just did things. And then I want to do new things Mm -hmm. and then another new thing (laughs) and then another new thing. So, yeah, I think I tried macrame at one point. Like, (laughs) I don't know how to macrame, but I probably made something like.
0: Nice. Yeah. (laughs) So how did you grow from, of course, those challenges and also Mm -hmm. those wins? I mean, you just spoke about all those things you're proud of yourself for doing. And like, how did you grow Mm -hmm. from that? How did that contribute to your character?
1: Um, I've definitely learned more about like the way I approach things. Like I, I hesitate to go for a bachelor's degree or anything. Cause I'm like, I don't want to spend money or the government's money on something that I'm not going to stick with. Mm-hmm. So I've learned like the way I learn and to be more okay with that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the way I am emotionally, spiritually through those other things like the deaths and, like, dealing with the, the family things with my cousins and everything, you know? Mm-hmm. A lot of drama sometimes, but then...
0: <laughs> yeah, I can see that.
1: <laughs> I definitely learned that it's, it's usually better just to stay out of the drama. Yes. Especially if you don't have anything to contribute that's going to change it. Yeah. Like, just stay out of it.
0: <laughs> I see Danielle nodding her head over there. <laughs> She's just like, <laughs> yeah. yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I... I would get involved more when I was younger, but now I'm like, it's, it's really not worth it. Nope. At least most of the time.
0: Yeah. There Probably might be, not even
1: most of the time. Like, it's just not worth there it. There
0: might be some things you need to be aware of at least. Yeah. But getting involved in, yeah, not really.
1: Yeah. Now I'm like that person and like, I might sit back and listen. <laughs> Either that or I'm just going to like, I'm going to go hide in my room. Okay. <laughs> A little do you, zen. <laughs>
0: do you enjoy listening to that sort of stuff?
1: I think it depends on okay. what it is, like, you know, how crazy it is.
0: Mm-hmm. You just sit there with a smile, ear pressed to the door, <laughs> you know, like, oh no way.
1: I mean, if I feel like it pertains to me, I'm gonna listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? I'm gonna see what's going on, like what what my name's being spread around with. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, Wait, yeah, who's talking shit? I gonna go? yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: No, what I are they
1: saying you. about me? Like, you know, you want to know. I mean, sometimes it's not good to know, but
0: hmm Yeah. So I'm going to kind of move a little little bit past mm-hmm. that and into, of course, something that was kind of big for everyone and mm-hmm. changed a lot of things. And oh that was boy. 2020.
1: 2020.
0: So how old were you during that? And what was oh. your experience with it? You don't have to get into particulars or beliefs mm-hmm. or anything. Just like yeah. what was your experience with all
1: that? I think I was like 15. Okay. Or 14 going on 15, something like that. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, that was right before I started college. I remember actually the first time I heard about COVID this like disclaimer, this might sound bad, but it's my sister's like, we had pulled up to a Chinese restaurant Mm -hmm. and then my sister was like, Oh my gosh, that reminds me. Oh no. (laughs) What if we get coronavirus? I'm like, what is coronavirus? What are you talking about? She's like, you haven't heard about coronavirus? I'm like no it's what, the, the, new what the heck she's like <laughs> like are you have you lived under a rock like are you okay I'm like yeah I mean are you going to tell me what it is she's like yeah it's like this thing from China like this disease or something and they're like oh my gosh it's going to spread to America and I'm like okay I think you're insane but <laughs> <I guess I'll laughs> look it up or something <laughs> and then I went and I had my car Rangoon, and I was like stop being traumatic like yeah. these people are nice <laughs> Not to make my sister sound bad. She's just a jokester. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And then we left with a full stomach of mane and everything. And then, like, a couple of weeks later, it was like, that was everything. Yeah. And, it, and that's then, when I exploded. Yeah. yeah and then it's like, oh, schools are shut down. And I was like, what the heck? <laughs> like,
0: You're like, oh, man, we don't have to this go to really school. really happening?
1: <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then, I don't know. It didn't really affect me personally at all Mm -hmm. like i feel like it was a lot of drama because everything like in the drama thing like everything was so politicized i'm like i kind of just want to not deal with any of it yeah and
0: i guess luckily like the um you were being homeschooled at the time right yeah
1: exactly so i was homeschooled and then my sister was in public school at the time because she'd been like begging to try it out so (laughs) i was like okay i guess you can one (laughs) semester and then she joked like <laughs> yeah. exactly she found out about the covid thing and my mom's like if that's not a sign from god that you're supposed to be homeschooled, I don't know what it is.
0: The one semester you go to public school, yeah. you're sent back home. <laughs> you're sent
1: back home exactly. <laughs> and then my and then my sister decided she didn't want to be public schooled after that anyways, so Gotcha. Yeah, she's yeah. like, yeah, I don't really like the people. And now she's here. But yeah, I mean 2020 in and of itself wasn't really horrible. It was just like the end of the year. Yeah, we had, you know, the thing in my family, my mom doesn't like it when I say it, like my family's like, I'm like, they're cursed. We just, <laughs> we have like a holiday curse. Something's like, everybody's dying in Yikes. December. I don't really like that. <laughs> so yeah, like we lost my grandma at Damn. the end of 2020,
0: Damn.
1: which is really hard. And it affected me mm-hmm. more than next year. But yeah, that was the biggest. 2020 thing that hit me not necessarily COVID. so yeah it's weird how that is everybody talks about like oh 2020 was a horrible year because we dealt with this pandemic and i'm like pandemic (laughs) that was nothing
0: (laughs) yeah for me it wasn't it wasn't that bad i i spoke about this before on another um episode but um i wasn't personally affected there was there were some things where it was like you know hey there might be there is potential for you know somebody in our family to lose their job but a lot of a lot of the people in our family actually um it was it was a good time it was a lot better time it might have been stressful mm-hmm. for that like risk and like what's going on and yeah. then of course the buzz in the air if you go on the internet oh, yeah. or talk to some people that was stressful but mm-hmm. everything else i mean i i definitely improved myself a lot through yeah that's
1: good it did COVID, give you time to focus yeah. on other things
0: yeah and i know some of the people in my family like they um, they were still being paid, but they didn't um, have to be in work as much, so mm-hmm. they were getting some better days, and so it was actually kind of nice because I saw my family more
1: during yeah. COVID
0: than I do now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it was it was really cool, and there was a lot more family family time. And mm-hmm. That was nice. So um, yeah,
1: it's good that you had a positive experience with it. Yeah, yeah. there they, are, there they, are plenty the,
0: of people yeah. though. I mean, yeah, that plenty had horrible people. things yes. happen. Yeah, yeah. or so one very significant thing. Yeah, so.
1: Um, I do have a lot yeah. of empathy. Like I feel bad that that happened to all of them, but i yeah.
0: Like, yeah. yeah. It was it the was the virus a mess.
1: itself didn't affect my family too bad. But also my dad's like an essential worker. So Yeah.
0: Essential. But, uh, essential. <laughs> I was essential. It's, I got it's weird my job how we during got those COVID. labels yeah. in
1: COVID. Like nobody really thought about themselves as essential or unessential. And then now we're yeah. like,
0: Yeah I was I was we need you. I was in between jobs. <laughs> I had just quit a restaurant that I was working at and um uh, mm-hmm. I was kind of, I was kind of lounging a little. I had like a bunch of money saved up
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and I, I didn't spend a lot of money at the time. So I was just kind of like chilling for a little bit, casually looking for a job and trying to find like a really good one. But you know, when you have no experience or no skills, (laughs) it's not really going to happen. And if you don't know anyone, um, oh, a coral's trying to talk to me one second. <laughs> yes, please. Which uh, is just learning. All good. Yeah, just had to. uh, There was a little time issue, um, so we only have like forty-five minutes. But
1: my whole morning had to go crazy. Yeah, because you got a
0: flat tire and everything. (laughs) Flat tire,
1: and then yeah, on the way, my car was like low fuel, and I'm like, "Mm, wow.
0: Yeah, that sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What were we speaking about just now?
1: Uh, The COVID.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, kind of all that. Yeah.
1: Jobs. Essential being essential. Yeah, essential,
0: and I. I, Everyone was talking about how hard it was to find a job. I guess Mm -hmm. that was more skilled labor was difficult to find a job, but um, I'd started working at a grocery store and we were essential workers and they were like, we need people. We need people. (laughs) We need people. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, So I kind of want to go from, I guess that point and bridge Mm -hmm. the gap between then and now. So what kind of happened in between there? And I know you went to basic training a little later, so yep. you could kind of bring us <laughs> up to that, then we'll talk about that.
1: Yeah. So, 2020 happened, you know, and then into 2021, like I said, my my grandma died that year, and I kinda, it kind of it kind of got me down a lot. I know. I was I was working at Hawaiian Bros at that point. Really? Yes, I worked at Hawaiian
0: Bros. Did not know that.
1: Yeah, I grilled up chicken every day. When nice. I, it was cool, and then. I was also in school I think I was full-time at that point with school and then just working part-time
0: was that college you were in at that point yeah okay so I was
1: in college but I was online online at that point so it wasn't like here I just did my work and then went to work gotcha (laughs) so yeah uh, I kind of got into a little slump Mm -hmm. with a life like you know emotionally spiritually my mom like took me to an appointment I was like gonna get me in therapy oh geez <laughs> yeah because I was like I was like really depressed for like a month straight Damn. I mean, I hate I hate using that word because I'm like was it really because I know other people have different experiences and like was my like month of sadness I mean like, yeah you couldn't You can be
0: depressed for a long time. I was, like, starving
1: myself. Oh, yeah, that... (laughs) I'd say it was. (laughs) Like, I couldn't eat, and it's not that I didn't, like, my mom tried to get me to eat and everything, but I was just, like, I don't know, I reached a point where I was, like, oh, my gosh, like, what is life? What am I doing with myself? Like,
0: Is that why you felt that way? Do you know kind of what brought upon?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think looking back now, a lot of it was just stuffing away the grief, Like, I chose not to think about it at the beginning of the year. So, yeah, then it was, like, end of the school year, and I've got a full load of work on me with school. Plus, I'm, like, I'm still in high school, Mm -hmm. and I'm doing college Mm -hmm. online, which makes it harder because you don't even have the people around to encourage you. Yeah. Like, when I started here, I had you guys, like, all my friends, and, like, that really helped. But, yeah, and then, like, I have my like, main friend that I talked to about everything. She was great, and, like, she prayed for me, and, like, my family was trying to help me out, and then we were gonna, like, get me in therapy, but, like, we didn't do that. Didn't end up happening because we were, uh, who was it? My mom had me talk to a family friend, Mm -hmm. and then she got me into this, she did a Bible study with me. It was a what was it called? I don't know, but it was was focused on your mind and, like, the thought patterns you get stuck in Mm. and then it correlated all that with the scripture that supports, like, getting out of those thought patterns and, like, helping you think positive because we know, like, from psychology and science nowadays that the way you think really shapes the Mm -hmm. way you feel and everything and, like... So it was Looking for the positive is important. But then when you look in, like, the Bible, it really backs all that up, too. It's, like, it's kind of funny how, like, the science that we know and, like, what Scripture is telling us, like, focus on joy and gratitude and all these things. Mm -hmm. Like, we know those are important. So it was really cool, yeah. And then that woman truly helped, like, she was praying for me. And then... I was working on thinking better, <laughs> everything. And then, yeah, it started getting better. But then I, I still quit my job uh, at Hawaiian Bros. Cause I, I realized that was part of what was really overwhelming me. <laughs> was it overwhelming <laughs> like,
0: or was the, it like, I, was not making you sad? Like, <laughs> was it the people you were around? I
1: think it was the people. Cause I got a new job after that and it was,
0: it was better. I will <laughs> say the restaurant better. industry.
1: Yeah, I, it was. <laughs> Night day difference. It was super when I overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It was so overwhelming. And I'm like, I mean, it's not like there weren't people there I was fine with, but most of them were just like yeah. such a drag. I'm like, yeah. why do I want to be around
0: these people? Oftentimes, or at least in my experience, a lot of them are having some sort of substance abuse issue mm-hmm. or um, I don't know. It, yeah. it seems to collectively drag people down. Like I've seen bright, you know, innocent individuals come in and then you know you're six months even and then they're completely different now mm-hmm. they have an addiction that they won't admit it's an actual addiction yeah and they're a sour soul and you know i've, I've um, seen these people years after and uh you know it's just they went that direction you know some mm-hmm. you know spiked up and they're like oh realize you know what's going on exactly but i guess yeah. it's just the people you're around and maybe mm-hmm. the hours or the type of work yeah. or, i mean i don't know
1: I was only part-time, so I was like, I don't think it's the hours. Like, I'm not overworking myself. Like, I come home, I go to sleep, I do my school. And Maybe it's a little stressful. I got a headache, but yeah. that's not going to affect affect me in such a way that I'm like, I'm starving myself. I'm, like, feeling depressed and everything. So, yeah, yeah I decided to quit my job, and I did that. And then... uh. Like, I was at home with my family. I'm still in high school, so I took a couple months off from working. And then, like, prayed about what I was going to do next because I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing with myself anymore. Like, even though I'm over this depression thing, at least right now, like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. And and that was kind of a weight on my shoulders and didn't like it because I was going to. I was going to go for sign language interpreting. Mm-hmm. That was one of my you know high hop around hobbies and stuff like that was one of the things I got really into is like doing sign language and learning about the deaf community and that was really cool i liked I liked that time. It was fun to learn about, but after that little slump, I was like, "I don't really wanna do this forever anymore." Yeah. you know kind of lost the passion for it, mm-hmm. I guess. Like, what? what am I gonna do next? I don't know. And then a couple months later, I get this call. Oh no, <laughs> that's how it usually goes, right? <laughs> it's this lady. She's like, Hi, this is Natalie with the US Army. Oh
0: my <laughs> god, you guys got-
1: <laughs> <laughs> have you ever thought about joining the military? <laughs> I'm like, Uh, no. She's like, Did you know we could pay for your college? <laughs> I'm like, uh, I guess <laughs> she's like do you want to just come talk about it and I was like um, I'll talk
0: to anyone <laughs> I
1: guess <laughs> so yeah I I talked to my mom about it I don't know it was like a random Thursday I don't know how I remember it was a Thursday but that was a Thursday was so That's crazy so... I messaged my friends I'm like yeah I think I want to join the military <laughs> they're like are you kidding I'm like well, I don't know for sure but like I'm gonna talk to this lady <laughs> and they're like oh my gosh Shay this might change your life forever and I'm like yeah I guess but we'll see
0: <laughs> Jeez. but she so, was probably like oh my gosh that was the easiest call I've ever had <laughs> you
1: know? I know exactly
0: we That's bagged another saying. one boys <laughs> She's
1: like do you do drugs no do you drink alcohol no do you have any like felonies no <laughs> oh my gosh we scored
0: you're the perfect candidate
1: perfect candidate do Come you have a now.
0: do you have a direction in life at the moment
1: <laughs> no
0: <laughs> perfect <laughs> we got you
1: yeah so they snagged me uh, <laughs> she, was a, she was a reserve and active recruiter so she kind of talked to me about all of that and i was like oh my gosh yes this is it this is it's like an answer to prayer it gives me something to do i'm gonna go active
0: damn <laughs> let's yeah. do
1: it and my mom was like no no <laughs> no this is not happening. And did
0: you just this listen is, to your like, mother for you that? Can't do
1: that No. So, this lady, her name is Natalie. Natalie mm-hmm. something. I don't even remember, which is weird because she would have gone by her last name, but I know her <laughs> name is Natalie. So, Natalie was like, Yeah. And then there's like the National Guard too. And then my youth pastor at the time, he was in the National Guard. He had just re-enlisted as an officer. So he was I think he was about to commission. I don't think he'd commissioned at that point. Hmm. So my mom was like, let's call Andrew up because <laughs> he's gonna know a little more about all of this and maybe you won't make a stupid decision at <laughs> the snap of a finger. And I'm like, okay let's do it. Let's talk to him. So like that same day, he comes over to my house and we are like sitting on the deck and he's telling me about the National Guard and talking to my mom about it and like all the benefits and like the risks and like the difference between the guard and then going active or going mm-hmm. reserve and like air force too. Like I knew someone who was air force. I'm like, I don't want to do that. No, no thanks. <laughs> but yeah, he told me about that. And then my mother and I's compromised since I was 17. So mm. I, oh, that's I, right. I, yeah. I couldn't join without a signature. Gotcha. So our compromise was the national guard. Cause you know I'd be able to do my thing and then come back home, and then she'd get to see me again. <laughs> like I'd be here most of the time, so that's what we did. Nice. I enlisted in the Army National Guard.
0: Was that early twenty right. twenty two?
1: Twenty one.
0: Twenty one. Okay. 21. Yeah. Okay.
1: It did. It was. <laughs> it was still a journey after that. Because don't you have to military. wait till you're
0: eighteen to actually go? No. Not to sign, okay. but to to actually go go off to basic and do things? No. So they can ship you
1: at 17. They can do what's called split ops, which is where in your, what would it be? Like the summer between your junior and your senior year, Mm -hmm. you go to basic training and then you come back, you'd finish out school. Mm -hmm. And then the next summer you go to your AIT, which is advanced individual training. So you learn your job and everything. Okay. And you're still getting... Paid for drills in between there. Nice. So you can ship early. Gotcha. For that. But I decided not to because I wanted to spend some more time at home. And I wanted to just finish out my college for that year. Mm-hmm. And, well, I was I was in college, but I still hadn't graduated high school. Yeah. So I wanted to have, like, the graduation experience even though I was homeschooled. I still wanted to, you know. Walk the feelings, the fun, yeah. <laughs> walk the stage.
0: I did it, guys. Yeah,
1: I did it. Yeah. <laughs> so the plan after I enlisted, I enlisted as a 25 Sierra and then I was going to ship in about 9 months right after I graduated in June of ooh, that would have been 2022. <laughs> 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 it's a lot. Yeah.
0: yeah. But you I guess you didn't ship cuz I mean no. that's when Yes. That's that when I met it. you, Danielle <laughs> met you, like, that's when the whole group kind of happened was 2022, yeah. so.
1: And then, like, oh, if you want to, it's kind of political. Oh, I well, gotcha. The things that kept me up. I don't know how much you want to go into that, but.
0: I mean, we only got, like, 30 <laughs> minutes, so <Yeah. laughs> if you wanted I'll to. just keep
1: it baseline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't care what other people think, but I think what I think. Yeah. So, yeah, I, they were mandating the COVID vaccine at gotcha. that point, and I had. I had told my recruiter that mm-hmm. I didn't want to get it, and she was like, "Oh yeah, you're cool. Whatever, I'll let him know. You'll be fine." And then we get to two weeks before I was about to ship. Yeah. And I'm doing my like out processing papers mm-hmm. with the my RSP coordinator, and she's like, "Oh, and then you sign this one, like that you're gonna get the COVID vaccine Ooh. when you leave." And I'm like, <laughs> um, sneaky, I, told "I told my recruiter, I told my recruiter I didn't want to do that, you know." And she's like, uh, you mean Harris or whoever? (laughs) I like this person. And I'm like, uh, yeah. Uh, she didn't tell you? (laughs) No. Wow. And then she laid out all my options for me, which was I could, um, apply for an exemption Mm -hmm. and start that process. But that means my ship date would get canceled. Yeah. Or I could just... Go and get it, the vaccine, mm. which I wasn't okay with. So just like personal beliefs and stuff. So I decided to go for the exemption route, which canceled my ship date. So I didn't leave that June. Gotcha. And then I started the process to get um, the exemption. And it was going well and everything, you know. I had gone through like... You have to do like multiple steps. You gotta submit your application, and then they do like a medical thing. Like, they have you talk to a medical person, and then they have you talk to a chaplain,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then like some other person. I don't even know. So, you have to talk to all these people, these important people. They tell you all these things, and then you have to submit your request letter, and you have to have like Additional people, like I had two other people write letters, like basically validating my Mm -hmm. religious belief. And then I was almost to the point where I was going to get approved, and (laughs) they revoked the mandate. Oh my gosh! (laughs) I was like, "Are you kidding? (laughs) Are you freaking kidding?" So
0: you pretty much missed out on going. And then they.
1: Uh, Well, it's like they would have given it to me because it was mandated when I left.
0: But it was just kind of like. Like, how many weeks after did they revoke the mandate?
1: It was like six months later, something like that.
0: Okay. Okay. So it wasn't just like two weeks later, everyone shipped out, and you're just like. like, I
1: had been going through this process. I like cried over it because it's like, I still really want to do this thing. Like, I battled over whether or not I wanted to even stay in because at that point, I could have just called them up and been like, hey, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah, sorry guys. Because I hadn't shipped. Yeah. So since I hadn't shipped and I hadn't signed anything as an adult Mm -hmm. from what I've read online (laughs) 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 like on the military website. Okay, okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I would have been able to just, you know, get out of it. It's like you did Girl Scout camp for a few months. Yeah. But I'm like, no, I'm I do really want to do this, so I kept going, and then I got a ship date for May, but with a different MOS, so I lost my bonus, yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> I had to give that up,
0: <laughs> damn, that's, <sighs> yeah, Jeez. I lost
1: the bonus, I lost the job that was going to be all cool and techie, mm-hmm. but it was really fun, yeah. Uh, yeah, I had a good time at training and i do like my job now it's not bad it's kind of fun got good people around me Mm -hmm. so yeah
0: so kind of how was how was it because that was that was about you were saying like summer summer ish of 2022
1: yeah that the that they canceled my ship date the first
0: one that fall, you were, you did a semester, or actually you did a year here, right? You did a semester yes. and then a spring semester. I did. That is when yeah. I
1: went in person gotcha.
0: for school. And was that your first time like in person? In yeah, a long time? it was. That's well, funny. I had
1: done, I'd done one in in person class before yeah. that, but it's like, I just showed up to class and left, you know, yeah. I wasn't gotcha. really involved in the culture, I guess, of the yeah. school.
0: It was pretty fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was, That was a good time.
0: And okay. So how was basic training then? Because I remember we all we all said goodbye to you. We had this big yeah. dinner. Your family was there. <laughs> it was a great dinner. Yeah. And then afterward, we were running around a uh, park throwing frisbees. And, and then grass. Yeah. <laughs> and grass, yeah. Frisbees, footballs, running yeah. around. And
1: and I was you know. a nervous wreck.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we also took a really good photo that looks like an album cover. <laughs> oh, my
1: gosh. Yes, I love it. I 90s like album cover. Yeah, right?
0: Like. <laughs> I'll see if I can do that, if I remember. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But that one, that one was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, then not too much, you know, not too much time later and then mm-hmm. you were gone. It was, I want to say it was like, Whew. was it like May, it was end of May, like May 30th?
1: 22nd.
0: 22nd. Yeah, okay. a week
1: before my birthday. Okay, <laughs> nice. That was interesting. Yeah, so I, I definitely, I can be an overthinker. Mm-hmm. Of course, I was. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a lot worse. Like, not to say it's not hard, especially... Mm. Like, for some people, depending on, like, your fitness level going in and, like, your mentality. Obviously, i had been preparing mentally yeah. and physically to do this for two years at that point. Yeah. Almost two years. So, Were
0: you thinking it was going to be, like, Marine basic training?
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely, like, the, men- the mentality, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be
0: a Marine. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't that bad. Okay. <laughs>
1: at all. What no, was
0: take us through your experience. I know we only have like 30 minutes, so mm-hmm. um you don't have to rush through everything, mm-hmm. but you know just hit Kinda the important yeah, yeah, hit the important things um about that. I wish we had our full hour, but I guess yeah. some scheduling issues, so
1: yeah. Go ahead. That's on my tire. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, also that I guess some club um, mm-hmm. they their meeting time wasn't on the schedule. Yeah. So. It happens. Yeah.
1: I'll try to Keep it simple, I guess. Oh,
0: no, you're good. Just, yeah. Yeah, so
1: (laughs) by far the worst part for me Mm -hmm. (laughs) was the first day. (laughs) So I flew there. I had some airport food, which I think was my biggest problem. Mm. Obviously, Mm -hmm. you're a little jet lagged when you get off, and then, like, the first thing that happens is you're at the airport, and this drill sergeant shows up, and he's like, you're going to get on my bus, and you're not going to say a word, and you're going to put your head down and put your hands on your knees. And this is going to be, like, the worst experience of your life. And blah, 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 blah. And and he's like, put your hair up. (laughs) Okay. So, (laughs) you do that. And it's, like, it's all intimidating. And then they take you to 120th, the reception battalion. Because I was at Fort Jackson. Mm -hmm. So, that's where I went. Fort Jackson, South Carolina. And I got there. And those first, like. 48, 72 hours were completely horrible for me. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure I got food poisoning Ooh. from the airport. From the airport food.
0: <laughs> <laughs> from the airport food. So out the gate, <laughs> just handicapped. <laughs> yeah,
1: just already ruined. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so there was this other girl that vomited um, while we were at reception. And I was like, oh, it suck to be her. And the next thing I know, that was me. (laughs) That is the only day throughout the entire process of my military training, I wanted to quit. And we were sleep deprived. I don't think I slept for like 42 hours straight. I didn't hate it, which... Nice. I don't know. Some people were sleep deprived for longer. So it's not like it was the worst experience. But mine, that was the worst part of my training.
0: Yeah, you've never done that before. Yeah.
1: And then like... My military ID. I hate it so much because we were standing in line to get our photos taken. This photo that's going to, you know, be on your record for the next, like, however many years of your military career. Uh (laughs) I about passed out in this line. Like, there's a wall. You're not allowed to stand on the wall. They're trying to teach you discipline. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't even know if I was going to stay awake. Like, I was falling onto the person in front of me. No way. Like vision going in and out and then they take you into this room and they're like stand there honey and i'm like okay man she's like your hair is a mess slick it back and i'm like <laughs> i get water and like slick it back it's still a disaster because like we don't we don't have any products like yet yeah. like they tell you to pack one outfit and then you're gonna go to the store and get like all the things you need like your hair gel and your soap and all that well, i didn't have any of that yet like they just have you stand around all day when you're vomiting <laughs> and <laughs> like a vision going in and out. Like I had a pounding headache. It was like, Jesus I Christ. literally, I want to leave. I don't know why I did this, <laughs> but I told myself while I was standing there in the sun, like feeling like I want to pass out, going to the portal potty every like 10 minutes cause I'm like vomiting and stuff. I'm like, I'm just going to get through these next twenty four hours, and if I still don't like it, if I'm not any better by then, then I'm gonna I'm gonna tell them I'm done.
2: Oh, jeez. <laughs> <Like, laughs> oh, but man. I'm gonna get
1: through the twenty four hours because mm-hmm. like, the back of my mind I think I knew like if I just get through this part I'll I'll be fine. So that's what I did. The mornings were like the toughest at reception, but I got through the reception week, and then longest week of my life it wasn't even a full week it was like three days and then they put you on a bus and it feels like you're going 45 minutes away but it was like five minutes down the road to, to my unit for basic and i was in echo company 113th yeah it was pretty awesome they were i loved my drill sergeant love my drill sergeants they were amazing <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird because you get this like parent complex with them Like, Uh I love my dad to death, but like, they become your parents, so it's like, you know, you you get a lot of respect for them, and like,
0: you're like, thank you for being so harsh (laughs) on me,
1: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah, it was really cool. And then I did all my FTXs. Once you get through those first few weeks, it's kind of smooth sailing, yeah, it wasn't too bad, like, physically, I don't know, I feel like. Like I passed my PT test fine. We just worked out every morning, and it was easy. It was like a lot of calisthenics yeah. stuff. Like was it you just know, push-ups and sometimes we'd do weights, but yeah. Not what very was often. what
0: was your average day like when you wake up? You know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'd get up around like four thirty, I think four thirty, and be down in formation at five and our respective platoons and then we would work out and then eat around like seven and then what do we do after that it really (laughs) depended (laughs) it really depended on the phase you were in so the first phase was yellow so after that we just do classes the whole day they do stuff on like EO equal opportunities and sharp and like racism, like all the things you can't do, all the things you need to know. So we just did classes for that first week. And then you go into red phase. So for red phase, it was a lot of like the obstacle courses. It was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a little on to the weather. <laughs> yeah. So I love that part. I actually really liked red phase. It was so fun. Did, did those things. And then what else? Oh my god. I feel like I should have wrote this down.
0: <laughs> no, it's okay. I mean...
1: That was like the physical part. So we had our super squads formed and they did the obstacles and...
0: You okay? Oh, you're good.
1: Probably oh, need a minute.
0: Yeah, that's okay. Breathe. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I <laughs> Just a plague day. Maybe you yeah, are I'm cursed. I'm still getting over something. Okay. Um, so I, so cold, I don't know... Right? I, How much I'll cut out of that, but (laughs) she was coughing over to the side and dying for a second. But yeah, for
1: real, like my throat's completely shredded, shredded right now. Yeah, there's something going around my house, and like when you have so many kids, it's like yeah, it just stays, it lingers.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Like I didn't bring cough
0: drops. So sorry to cut you a little short Mm -hmm. on that because we got 15 minutes now. But it's um, my it's my body rejecting. I know. Um, oh man, I wish we had our full time, but yeah. <laughs> so I'm just going to kind of go through some mm-hmm. questions here. Um, what was it like coming home and well, first completing mm-hmm. basic training and then coming home to that? What was, what was that kind of like to you?
1: Um, so the basic part, I was kind of really excited to go home after that <laughs> just because you don't realize how much stress it is until you're out of the situation. Like it wasn't horrible. But then once I finished the forge, it was like, oh my gosh, I'm on the phone with my mom during our her, her little like phone time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I started bawling. I'm like, oh my gosh, I finished it. Like, I don't know why I'm crying so much. Like It wasn't even bad, but like <laughs> I'm just ready to get out of here. I'm tired mm-hmm. of these people. Oh, geez. It's so annoying. And then I got to see my family for graduation and then I went to AIT after that. Gotcha. So settled in at AIT and that was definitely it's more fun Mm -hmm.
0: because
1: you get a a little bit more freedom but you're still
0: they're not trying to beat you down
1: yeah not so much you still have structure Mm -hmm. we actually got smoked more (laughs) at AIT which I was not expecting but like it wasn't bad you know I feel like I got stronger especially with running because the the way they did the runs at basic was so horrible I mean it was kind of bad at AIT but it was better than the way yeah. we did them at basic so I liked that part and I didn't I didn't really want to go home
0: like oh after <laughs> they tell
1: you that's gonna happen but like that you're gonna miss basic and you are your
0: people
1: <laughs> you're gonna miss AIT and everything and you're not gonna want to leave and I didn't believe it <laughs> I mean like I did but I'm like yeah I'm still gonna want to go home but yeah I it might sound like an insult to everybody back here but it really isn't it's just like You get so used to the the lifestyle, Mm -hmm. you know, you wake up every day, you know what you're gonna do, and if you don't, you just wait till they tell you what to do. (laughs) So you kinda don't have to think and it's horrible, (laughs) but like part of the motivation for not wanting to go back is like I don't wanna have to think again. (laughs) Like I'm gonna have to come back and like actually be a person and not just a Yeah, make like a figure, you know? Little figure. But it was fun. I I surprised my family when I got back. It was cool. Nice. Yeah. I didn't tell my mom I was coming home till Sunday, and then they showed up, and had my cousin picked me up. Like, hey. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm guessing she just cried her eyes out.
1: Yeah, she screamed. <laughs> I, I got it on video. It was you just fun.
0: Walk into the house. Boo.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty much. That's exactly what I did. Yeah. And then we went and surprised my sister at work. Nice.
0: That's awesome. So, um. What, what are the biggest differences between who you are before basic and then who you are now? So that's, that's kind yeah. of a big, significant thing. You were trained in a lot of stuff. So, you know, how do you see the world differently? How do you interact with people differently? How does your, that skill set, you know, how does that apply to you now? So yeah. what are the biggest differences?
1: I think the main thing is like the way I approach obstacles or like things I'm not good at now. Cause When you're at basic and AIT and everything, it's like, if you can't do something right the first time, they're going to be like, like maybe they'll tell you you're an idiot, (laughs) but they expect you to still just get through it Mm -hmm. and get the job done. Like you have a mission. Things are going to go wrong. They're always going to go wrong, but you're just going to keep trying until you get it done. And they ingrain into you that like a decision, a wrong decision is better than no decision at all. So even though sometimes it's, you know, applying those things to civilian life isn't always going to look the same as the military, it kind of has helped me. It's like if I feel bad about the way I'm doing something or not being able to get something done, I'm like, well, you know, I'm just going to do it, you know. It might suck. I might be bad at it, but I'll just do it and get it over with. So I kind of like that. They ingrained that into me a little bit, whereas before I'm going to, like, dwell over what I couldn't do more. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm able to dwell more on what I'm able to accomplish now. Yeah. So I think that's one of the biggest outtakes.
0: Nice. Yeah. That's really cool.
1: That's kind of part of why I chose that quote, because even though I would, like, searched through things to find it, I'm like, you know what? That, that kind of is really yeah. what
0: I've learned. <laughs> resonated with the whole you. It is a process, yeah. Even after kinda all that's time. Yeah. Yeah um so i'm gonna kind of look more toward the future now Mm -hmm. and what aspirations do you have for the future and what are you doing now to fulfill them
1: Ooh, that's fun (laughs) so like military wise i do want to reach sergeant i think that'd be fun i don't really know like how long i'm going to stay in like i'd like to make it a long-term thing but you know you never know what life's going to throw at you so i have started my dlc course to work for DLC. They're, honestly, there's so many acronyms okay, in the military. Okay, because I hear downloadable content. <laughs> <but> <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah All <right>. not that. <laughs> okay. uh, I don't know what the acronym means because there's so many that you gotcha. you just hear things you don't even know what it means. You're like, oh yeah, that thing. You know what like you, you know what it does? You know what the purpose is? You know what it? But you don't know what it stands for. Gotcha. So yeah, it's the course that I have to do in order to work towards being promoted to corporal. Gotcha. So after I complete that, I don't know when the next opportunity I'll get to get a packet in, like a promotion packet is. Mm-hmm. But once I do that, then you have to go to BLC, just basic leaders course. Gotcha. And then you can become an NCO. Nice. Yeah. Sweet. So, yeah, I'm just finishing up the DLC right now and then moving on to the next steps after that.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So how has um, your experience, experience, you know, with your family, mm-hmm. um, how does that, how has that shaped your ideas and goals about, you know, maybe a family of your own and such? Is Ooh. that something you are going to want to go for in the future? You know, what defines mm-hmm. family to you now? Yeah, I think about that a
1: lot. I definitely, I, I don't want as many kids as my family had, but they've also kind of opened my eyes to the idea that, like, you know, you never really know what's going to happen, but, like, you'll be fine, you know? That's what happened with my parents. Like, they didn't know they were going to have that many kids, (laughs) but they did, and, you know, they got us, and it's cool. We (laughs) have fun together, you know?
0: (laughs) They're like, oh, we just want one child. (laughs) No, my mom
1: always tells me, she's like, yeah, when I was younger and dating your dad, we were sitting in the car one day, and I asked him, like, how many kids do you want? Because... I want four. And he's like, well, I want two. And they're like, well, why don't we compromise and we'll just have three. <laughs> <laughs> and then you look at us now, they got eight, uh, they got five more than they were gambling for. Uh,
0: and then plus, but, you know, taking care of your cousins for a while.
1: Yes. Yeah. There were 10 in the house at once. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah that That's, a lot. So That's a lot. So I
1: definitely like, I don't want to shoot for a super large family like that, but you never know. I guess.
0: But you Mm -hmm. do want, that's something that you are looking forward to.
1: Yeah, I would like children. I'm definitely glad I have the large family I do because I know I'm always going to have that support system. And, you know, my siblings are cool. My parents are very loving and everything. So I'll always have built-in babysitters.
0: (laughs) Nice, (laughs) nice options. Yes. I do do think that's pretty cool with large Mm -hmm. families who are close. Uh, the support system yeah because uh danny's family is super large and yeah i mean there's always you know connections hey you could have this person watch this person or can you do this and that Mm -hmm. and anytime there's an issue it's like they get closer you know it's a lot more close-knit and it's it's really cool to see and really cool to watch um especially when it's not only that it's a big family but they're also close yeah
1: that definitely happens like yeah over the years like the way our family dynamic has changed a little bit like Mm -hmm. i think certain things that definitely made us closer, especially with my siblings. Like my mom always, always taught us growing up, like, you know, your friends are going to come and go, but you can't change your family. So yeah. you need to make sure you're not doing anything to hurt those relationships.
0: Yeah. And that's good advice. That's really impacted me. So mm-hmm. how do you influence or impact the people around you? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's a good one. Um,
0: or how do you feel that you do how do you how think do that feel
1: how i feel it be? yeah i guess i'm like i've never taken a poll um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey guys actually didn't we do that one time um everyone took the what do you think
1: the jahari window or
0: uh yes yeah cuz it had like traits of this person yeah i so guess So a the little one, different but
1: well let me think about what they said about me on there i think they said i was a uh, strong independent woman (laughs) and i was religious (laughs) so i guess i affect them by being a strong independent religious woman
0: (laughs) maybe having a moral compass maybe yeah
1: maybe that's it yeah i don't really know i've never maybe i should do a questionnaire yeah look into that i was actually in an advising appointment like mm, a few months ago Mm -hmm. for before i enrolled in classes here again and this guy was like, well, what are you doing with yourself? And I'm like, I don't really know.
0: And <laughs> that's he's a like, great question. <laughs> you
1: know what I think you should do? I think you should go home and you should ask the three people you're closest to, like, what your strongest traits are and what your weakest things are. And I'm like, okay. And yeah. that's. I <laughs> asked one person. I don't remember what she said. <laughs>
0: that's a, that's always nerve-wracking, too. Cause yeah. Then like, you hear what they say and you're like,
1: <laughs> what are they going to tell me? It's She's a lot. like, you need to work on time management. <laughs> I'm like. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: maybe you asked the wrong person. Because <laughs> some people don't necessarily have an accurate view of who you are. Just true. because I may have a view of you, per mm-hmm. se, doesn't mean it's correct or accurate. yeah I could say, hey, this is what you're like. And maybe I'm just a really bad mirror, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like one of those funhouse mirrors, so you know? Yeah, I so. heard this
1: thing one time, and it was like, never accept criticism from anyone you wouldn't take advice from
0: exactly <laughs> and
1: i've really taken that to heart i don't even know who said it but i'm like yeah
0: yeah I oftentimes yeah that. i filter people's opinions definitely yeah. even if i ask for them but mm-hmm. like okay maybe yeah maybe what you said i'll, I'll take a little Multiple bit of it that of, of that i'll take it in my mind to be like maybe yeah but if i don't see that it's true then it's like okay no <laughs> yeah but I don't, I don't always completely throw out their opinion. Mm-hmm. I just go, mm, probably not.
1: Well, and you gotta think about the, the place they're coming from too, because yes. everybody has different backgrounds. Everything different alters their everything, view. Everything, yeah. you know? hmm
0: yeah. it's crazy. Okay, so last question, mm-hmm. um, what makes you enjoy life? Wow,
1: so deep. What makes me enjoy life, like right now?
0: I mean, yeah, in general, <laughs> yeah. what makes you <laughs> enjoy helpful. life, it, whether it's right now or in the future, you know, in the past, mm-hmm. overall?
1: Definitely like my siblings and my church family, you know, mm-hmm. they make it good. And then you know, trying new things. Like I said, I like, I like trying new things, learning new things, like having fun hobbies and then like coffee, you know?
0: Yeah, coffee. coffee.
1: <laughs> I do work at a coffee shop, so
0: coffee's way up there on the list. <laughs> yeah, coffee.
1: <laughs> I'm like, do I need to decaffeinate? Probably. <laughs> is it going to happen anytime soon? I don't know. Yeah. Uh.
0: Yeah. Well, you're in the military, so that's going to be you know, chronic yeah, caffeine. The thing use, is, right? I didn't
1: have caffeine for like all those months, and then.
0: So how does it happen though? Yeah. Yeah. I
1: don't, I don't know. know. I was fine without it, but I was like,
0: <laughs> now you're dependent.
1: No, no? I don't. I don't think I'm dependent. I mean, some okay. people would say I'm an addict, but...
0: <laughs> but I don't think so.
1: But yeah, I don't I think I could so. quit
0: at any time.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. I might believe you with that I one. Think, no.
1: <laughs> I think I drink a healthy amount of caffeine. <laughs> so.
0: I don't know any metrics, so I can't refute that. But
1: yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't have to have it every day. I'm just...
0: Take a sip every
1: yeah. time. <laughs> that sounds like an alcoholic. Yeah. I uh, had a little bit. Villain story or something.
0: I almost never have caffeine. That's not true. I seldom have caffeine, mm-hmm. but I, I usually do it either a little bit before a podcast or on a mm-hmm. specific day where I need to get a lot done. I, tr- I try yeah. to use it maximum. Use it like one maybe twice a week. Yeah.
1: Intelligent caffeine
0: use. Yeah.
1: Intentional. I like that. intentional caffeine yes.
0: use. Yeah. Might not be the most intelligent. I don't know. <laughs>
1: But it sounds like it to me
0: maybe mm-hmm. but, well but yeah thank well, you for you coming things. on you know first woman also friend it's So crazy. So, yeah <laughs> it's really cool it's really cool to get everyone well not everyone but a lot of people on that mm-hmm. i know um, yeah it's really cool to hear their stories because i i knew a lot about you generally mm-hmm. but i didn't know it in this order to this detail and yeah. now that i do i could also ask you more questions later so,
1: <laughs> so, fun. I could always,
0: you know, get to know you. you ready to
1: be interrogated?
0: Oh no, no, I don't. I know I'm inter- But it's it's really cool to just dive into someone else's story and mm-hmm. see what, you know, see what pushes them, see what drives them. Yeah. And, um why they do what they do. So, mm-hmm. thank you for coming on and Thank you. Thank, thank all you guys for listening and uh, like, subscribe, leave a comment. And especially if you're a friend of hers, leave a comment, please, oh no. <laughs> please share that with some friends. If you want to see them, see it or want to have them see it. <laughs> cool, we'll see you about that. <laughs> definitely comment. I like comments and uh, I think they're very valuable. So mm-hmm. leave a comment on YouTube because Spotify, I don't think has comments, but yeah. yeah. And that's, uh, that's all I got. Today, so uh, we'll just get going. And Thank we you got for two letting minutes me be to be your first spare. woman. Yeah, it's awesome. It's crazy. <laughs> Diversifying. Yeah. Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> She's smiling at me. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, see you guys later.
2: Bye
1: bye. Thank you for watching In the Works. Subscribe and like for, for more.